Hello and welcome to the Formidable Over 40 podcast. I'm Sarah Pittendrig, a mum, award-winning entrepreneur, cancer survivor, mentor and coach. This podcast is all about sharing inspiring stories and showing you that you're never too old and it's never too late to design a life you love. On this episode, I'm delighted to be joined by Rachel Waite, founder of She Shakes the World, a movement empowering leaders to step into their light. She Shakes the World brings together gifted women from all across the globe to see past their limitations so that they can change the world. Rachel is also a renowned sound healer, energy healer and spiritual channel. Through these methods, she helps purpose-driven, high-achieving professionals to find their joy and fulfil their calling. In this podcast, Rachel shares the power of using energy to transform your life and why turning 40 was a point of transformation for her. It's time to hear more. So let's get stuck into this interview with this fabulous episode of Formidable Over 40. So Rachel, hi, I am so happy to have you with me today on Formidable Over 40. Wow, Sarah, thank you so much. What a lovely introduction. Thank you. I'm really honoured and, and excited to be here and sharing your energy and being on this this amazing podcast. What a name, Formidable Over 40. It's, it's fantastic. Well, it's wonderful to have you here. Would you like to share a little bit about yourself with our listeners? Of course. So I'm Rachel, Rachel Waite, and I actually am based in Manchester, so the north of England. I have a beautiful daughter, nine-year-old daughter, ten-year-old daughter, should I say, Annie, who is formidable herself, and she's a formidable redhead. Um, I'm married to Gavin, he's a composer, and like I said, we live just out of Manchester. Um, But me, myself, um, as Sarah said, I am a sound healer, an energy healer, a spiritual channel, which means that, you know, for some people that, some people might be thinking, well, what even is that? You know, it's quite a, a way out thing there to do, isn't it? But in a simple way, I really help people release themselves from any limitations, any emotions, any trauma that may have happened in their, in their life. I help release of any energy of that so that actually they can find fulfillment they can find joy they can find their purpose and really move forward in life so I'm basically that person who helps people to get unstuck in very simple terms and um, like you said Sarah I very recently founded She Shakes the World and for me that was just about empowering uh, women to really at this time, realize that, you know, they can do more, maybe they are here for more and to encourage and inspire women to, to step into uh, what it is that meant they're meant to be doing mm. and releasing themselves from the things that potentially might hold them back. Absolutely fascinating. And I cannot wait for us to get more into this as the interview progresses. Formidable over 40. All of my guests have got different versions of of what formidable over 40 means to them. When you think about being a formidable over 40 woman, what is it that that springs to mind? What do you think of as a formidable over 40 woman? Such such a great question. And I I really thought about this because for me, it for me, 40 was that transformation point. It was mm. that I was just about to turn 40. I was 39. And I was at that point where there's something more. I am not happy here. There's something more that I need to be doing. I am not fulfilled. I wasn't in a great place. Mm. And actually turning 40 was a massive sh- moment in my life when I just everything flipped and everything changed. And I had to be the one who made that change. But for, for me, 40s is about stepping into ourselves mm. and actually really 
deciding, okay, what is my purpose? Why am I really here? And owning that and really, I, for me, it's about just owning who I am and mm. what I do and what I'm here to do. So that's what, certainly what it means for me. Yes, yeah. Yeah. And what what do you think about, because I'm very like you, It was I was 38, mm. 39 when, you know, adversity pushed me in, into finding my purpose, thank the Lord. I didn't say that at the time, but now looking back, I can say that, you know, thank you for for adversity, albeit at the time it's not what I was saying at all. Um, but what do you think it is Imagine. that, you know, when we when we hit midlife, midlife women, what do you think it is that, that makes them sort of stop, sort of nearly bolt upright and think, you know, what what is it that I want? What 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 do you think that happens at that that midlife of time to, to make women sort of, you know, want to, to push more ahead for them, really? Good, good question. Mm. I, I wonder if it's, it was almost like, it was almost sort of like at that, at that midpoint mm. in life, I suppose. And for me, it was, it was a time of, okay, I'm coming to 40. What have I, what have I achieved with my life? Have I achieved the things that I want to achieve? Am I fulfilled? Am I, am I happy? And I asked myself all those questions mm. and I wasn't. I looked like on paper that I had a great life. You know, I have my own business. I'm happily married, you know, a five-year-old child at the time. But inside, it was a very different matter. I was looking around me going, well, I don't feel as successful as everybody else. I don't feel like I have this amazing career. And I don't, and I was comparing myself to others and really sort of like going on this downward spiral of, I'm not where I want to be. And I was ashamed of that. Mm. So um, I, for me, it was a period of reflection. It was a period of um, time to go, actually, I'm, I'm, let's say I'm kind of halfway through my life. Um, <laughs> let's make it, let's now make it a life that I really want to live. And let's not let the things from the past define me anymore. And let's, let's take that time to really unpack myself and mm. work out what it is that I want. What, what am I really meant to be doing? And it was been a journey of discovering and unpeeling, as I'm sure you know, many yeah. layers of limitations and things. But, and I think that happens, that ha certainly happened for me. And I'm sure that happens for a lot of women mm. as they're hitting these milestones of, you know, maybe of, of turning 40. Mm. And I think it's quite scary as well. It's, it's, I was 49 when I created Formidable Over 40, uh, the, the actual coaching program based on the back of me being frightened at feeling lost. And you said a very interesting thing there. And you'd asked yourself about being happy. And on the outside, you know, to the outside world, you, you had everything on paper, but inside wasn't mm. matching up to that. And I think there's a lot yeah. of that about. And I see that hugely in my coaching, in my one-to-one -one mentoring, you know, especially with, with high-performing females who who on the outside look like they've they've got it all going on in the right direction, but inside they've all got it going on and it can be conflicting. And I think for me at yeah. 49, and I don't know how you, you're, you're, I think you're younger than me. I'm 50, 51. You're, how old are you? You're a baby compared to me, oh, aren't you? Oh. Yes, you're just a, you're just a wee baby. Um, and I thought, I was like, I was like, Lord, I'm going to be 50 in a, you know, and, and, and and I don't even know if I feel happy. What do I want? And I sort of shot up, up bolt up, upright, thinking I potentially got more years behind me than in front of me here. 
And if I don't pull my socks mm-hmm. up, I'm going to miss this journey. And I, I mean, I've, I've, I've had a great life, don't get me wrong, but I've committed a lot of my time to help facilitate others. And I think other midlife women can recognise this, that they do do so much for everybody else. And I think, you know, like you say, you get to that point, don't you? Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I need some me time. I need some me time. So if we go yeah. back to, to Rachel, say at 15, Rachel was 15. What did mm-hmm. what was Rachel doing? What did she want? What were her dreams and her, her ambitions? Do you know, that's a really interesting question because I've asked myself that question before. And Rachel at 15, and this might this might shock some of you, but I Rachel at 15 didn't know. I, I'd say Rachel at 15 was quite lost. Mm. Rachel, I I didn't I didn't know then that I had these spiritual gifts. I didn't know that I was going to be an energy healer. None of that was anywhere near my radar. Um, and so I, the 15-year-old me was probably just going through the motions of being at school, you know, be and 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 doing following the path that everyone follows. You know, I was at a good school, you know, great education. I can't fault you know, the upbringing I had at all. But for me personally, I didn't, I had no, people would ask me, so what do you want to do when you grow up, Rachel? I couldn't answer. I did not know that. But, you know, I'm okay with that. And and, and I think life has just sort of evolved. But at 15, it's not that I wasn't happy, but I I didn't have those dreams. And, I, and I'm, this is just completely honest. I didn't mm. have those dreams and I didn't have those goals and I didn't really know what it was that I wanted to do. Mm. Yeah. And I think the many, many don't, which is why the GCSE year, the 16 year year age where you've got to start making decisions and life choices. It's a very, very difficult thing, isn't it? To to expect that from teenagers to they haven't got that that knowledge, that that worldly knowledge or understanding of actually really what's out there to to make those informed choices, have they? Yes. And you know, what did I, I think I studied French, I studied German studied history you know mm. and I don't think I'm doing any using any of those tools in my life now but great I think just great life lessons mm. you know but not, not nothing from what I was doing then is really what I do now mm. yeah so what you do now that, that brings me to the to our next question really so she mm. shakes the world and all of these wonderful yes. things that you're doing um with, with mm. in your business now can we share then from from sort of being fifteen, yeah, to to mm-hmm. she shakes the world. What what's that? What journey took us to get to she shakes the world? Wow. <laughs> how how long have you got? As long as it takes. We want to hear all about it. The nitty gritty. <laughs> share away. So um, wow. So it's been as you know, it's been it has been a real journey. So I did you know looking back now, it sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Uh, music became and this music has you probably think you're wondering why I'm talking about music but music did become quite a big part of my life and from about 18 I actually trained started to train I I realized I had a love of singing and I actually started training to be a singer a classical singer and that was something that I followed I went to France I lived in France for the year for a while I went to I did go to university but always sang and actually, throughout my 20s, I trained as a classical singer. And that was a big part of my life. And I stuck with that till I was n- nearly in my early 30s. Went to music college, went to a music conservatoire uh, to really take it to the next level. And 
discovered that there actually what happened to me there was that my my light dimmed in that place my voice shrunk any any joy that I had for singing was kind of knocked out of me I wasn't really in a I wasn't able to deal with the criticism the judgment the rejection a lot of the egos that were there in that world wasn't for me and actually what happened to me was instead of my voice growing as it expanding it shrunk and I didn't want to share it anymore. I didn't want to sing anymore. I didn't want to receive any more criticism, any more judgment. So actually, I just, uh, I left. And I, I came out and I said, that's it. I'm never, I'm never singing again. I'm never using my voice. I'm shutting it down. Because that was my way of protecting myself from failure, from rejection, from criticism. And so that was that that was up until like my 30s. And then I thought, gosh, well, I better go and get a real job. Mm. I better go and get, get a job in the real world and worked as a use my languages for a while, worked as a bilingual PA, realized that the real world of, of uh, wasn't for me at all. You know, sort of like a, these high powered careers in the business world that that actually I, I was there for two years. And that drove me to actually dealing with a lot of anxiety, dealing with a lot of stress to the point where I would be driving to work and I would have a panic attack yeah. on the motorway yeah. driving to work. That is not a good place to be. That's quite a scary place to be. Yeah. And so I, had, I went through some time of having to really time off work and overcoming that anxiety and that and and you know and the panic attacks that that was a scary time for me so I left that world and that led me to okay I actually want to help people I want to make a difference in people's lives mm -hmm. I saw in the in that world the people weren't particularly that happy yeah. they generally weren't very fulfilled and I wanted to be able to help people um so I actually uh, learned Reiki I became a massage therapist and that was my way into the world of holistic therapies of energy healing um, of what I do now and but like I told you when when I was coming so I set up my own business I had my own business for about um, eight years and then when I was turning 40 I was like there's more mm. there's more than just me I'm in my room with one person there's more that I'm meant to be doing and that's that's how the energy healing work took off. That's how, I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it. That's mm -hmm. how actually my voice came back into what I was doing because I started using sound and vibration as a way of helping people to heal. Mm -hmm. And I used my singing voice that I had shut down for 10 years mm -hmm. in the healing work that I did. Um, and then She Shakes the World came around about um, a year ago when I was really feeling into, okay, yes, I'm making a massive difference in people's lives on a one-to-one -one level, but how more can I involve? How more can I help? Mm. And when I really felt into that, that's when this idea of She Shakes the World came to me, yeah. where, where this isn't just me, this is a mission where I am here to lead women and inspire women to realize that Yes, they might have these limiting beliefs. They might have this self-sabotaging behavior. They might have all these things going on. But I feel that right now we are being called to do more and be more. And that's what the, the She Shakes the World mission is about. It's about inspiring women to go, actually, I'm, I'm, I've got gifts. I've yeah. got more that I'm meant to be doing. 
on a, on a global level, really, mm-hmm. and inspiring women to rise and go, actually, yes, now is my time. Now is my time to to be here and to create change in the world. And that's why I'm calling it shaking the world, because yes. I feel that sometimes the world does need a bit of a shake yeah. mm-hmm. in a positive way. Mm-hmm. And by shaking it, we awaken people um to 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 seeing that there's more out there for them yeah absolutely and you you've covered a, a number sorry of, i would try to cover no, it all <laughs> no it, it's wonderful how you've done it but it, i just want to kind of go back a little bit now so in terms of um the the healing and and and, and yes. so forth how how because people will be sit, listening and they'll be thinking god this is fascinating you know um but how does it work so so yeah. how how does it work and 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 because also yes. and how does it work for you as well so so from the from yeah. the, your client's point of view what is the yes. experience they would they would have with you and then i suppose what what would be interesting to know is what the experience is is like for you me absolutely mm. it's a really good question and you know it's sometimes very hard to explain I'm, I'm not a scientist and I don't come at it from a science science perspective and I didn't grow up with you know some people are like oh I'm born with this gift and I've known all my life that this is what I'm meant to be doing this came to me in my early 30s and then really developed in my late 30s as I got into my 40s mm. so in terms of what clients experience when they're with me, they all experience it in different ways. But what tends to happen is, I want you to, this is what I say to you, I want you to imagine like in terms of energy, that we are all energy. Mm. We all have energy flowing through us. We are all energetic beings. We all have our own vibration. We all have our own frequency. Our body vibrates. If you imagine you've got a, a radio station, and there, there are radio waves everywhere, aren't there? But you're not necessarily hearing all those radio stations that are that are submitting their their, their channels. Mm. But when you turn the dial on the radio, you can tune in to whatever radio station that you want to tune into, and you can hear it. Mm. As an energy healer, I'm able to tune into your vibration that you are that you have. I can tune into your vibration and really feel where you maybe have a trapped emotion or maybe where you have some pain Mm. or where you have some sorrow, where you have some sadness. And me personally, unable to feel it. And as a client, but they all experience it differently, but often they're able to allow themselves to, they often feel tingling. They often feel vibration. Mm. They often feel the emotion coming up that may have been, you know, stored somewhere within them that they've never processed before. Um, and, and they feel that coming up during a session. Uh, sometimes they feel uh, physically things. So they might have a pain in their shoulder and I might be working on it. And actually they'll be able to feel, they'll feel that pain. And then as I'm working on it, it moves on and it releases from the body. Mm. Uh, I don't know if that fully explains it, but like I said, each client experiences it very differently depending on what's going on for them. Yeah, yeah. And and from you, from your point of view then, how did... I mean, and I'm asking all these awkward questions okay. and I'm not meaning to be, but I just really want to understand. I mean, how did you know that you had this gift? Yeah, it's a good question. So what, what happened was in my early 30s, I wanted to get into the world, the holistic world. So I trained in what many people know as Reiki. So that is a, that was a way of getting me into, it's sort of attuning me to energy and opening up my channel so that energy could flow through me. And 
for someone who'd never been grown up with anything like this, my only way of understanding if it was going to work and, and going, okay, I'm going to be open to this. This may be a bit way out there for some people, but I'm going to be open to it, was if I could actually physically feel something. So what happened to me was all of a sudden, I could feel energy in my hands. I could actually feel it flowing out of my hands. I can, at least if I put my hands together now, I can feel energy going between my hands. Just, I'm, I'm only, I just want to stop you there a oh. minute. And did you, was that first, did you first feel that when you started to learn Reiki? Was it the Reiki yes. that, that yes. so that's where you that, first that, felt that energy? That's yeah. When I first felt it. Yeah. I hadn't felt anything before then. Before. I had some sessions mm. myself and felt, difference I'd felt stuff going on in my body but until no until I had till I, that I began that I hadn't felt anything right mm. so all of a sudden there I was and I was like wow I can feel energy coming out of my hands I'm not making this up yeah. I can actually feel it mm. you know it's like you can imagine you've got two mag you know how yeah, magnets yeah. pull together mm. well I could actually it was like it's like I've got two magnets in between my hands and I could feel it mm. so it's very exciting but also very overwhelming because all of a sudden I felt like I'd been opened up to a lot of things that I probably wasn't quite ready for. Mm. So I didn't use it. I, that's why I went into massage because massage for me felt like a way of being able to help people on a level where people weren't going to judge me because massage is very was very, um, I suppose it's very mainstream, isn't it? And everybody mm. gets massage. Mm. Until I realized that when I was doing the massage, actually, I was picking up on a lot of people's issues. I was picking, intuitively picking up on a lot of things. So when I was coming to my 40s, I realized that I did have all these gifts and that it was time for me to stop worrying about what people would say, what people would think, my own fears around being judged. Because, mm. you know, this is nothing that anyone in my family had ever done before, you know, wonderful family but you know my dad's a judge my sister's uh, you know a ceo mm. my mm. brother's a lawyer you know all very amazing jobs but nothing nothing like i'm the black sheep of the family in, in that way so it was a lot for me to have to overcome to mm. go actually i'm the, i'm this sound and energy healer and, and mm. i and i and i channel spirits you know yeah. <laughs> was... and, and just out of interest what sort of things did you have to overcome because i can imagine that like you say there you know this is a a very different sort of it's not a mainstream everyday you know business or or career path is it this is something really unique and yeah and and did you get a lot of eye rolling have you had a lot of uh, have you faced a lot of judgment do you know what I think I had a lot of that I had a lot of that fear about me which made me which made me hold back for a long time and but then when I actually just went you know I sort of was much more prominent on social media and said, look, actually, this is who I am and this is what I do. Um, I think a lot of people just accepted it because they could actually see that I was just being me and it's yeah. part of who I am. Mm. And once I'd accepted that, then people judge if they want to, but it doesn't bother me. Like mm. it, do it, didn't, it didn't affect me because I knew I was doing what I was put here to do. Mm. And that meant more to me than what were the people, people think. me or not. Yeah, putting yeah. your purpose ahead yeah. of your fear, which is Absolutely. something that I always champion, which is often yes. easier said than done. But you've said some really yeah. interesting things there, which I, I think will be relevant to many, many people. And it's about mm. um, that fear of judgment holding people back. Mm. We hear of it so much, yeah. don't we? Oh, I don't want to do that in case, what, what will people think? What will people think? Yeah. And I think it is that yeah. critical point where you have to come to that conclusion. 
is what people going to think going to control the rest of my life? And if I'm at midlife yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm halfway, maybe less than half, more than halfway, sorry, through my life, am I going to allow other people's opinions to stop me living a fulfilled life? They've got their time yeah. on earth. They've been given their choices. You know, it's really important to to say now I'm going to put that stake in the ground and I'm I'm going to go for for my purpose and put yeah. my purpose ahead of my fear. And do you think that is basically, as you say, what you did? And then people, yeah. once they grasped that, it was like, well, well, that's what she's doing, and they've accepted it, and and it wasn't as bad as you thought. It was nowhere near as mm-hmm. bad as I thought mm-hmm. it was going to be. And once I decided, this is it. I am. I am. I'm, once I decided that. I'm going to do this. I'm going to open up to all my gifts, whatever they are. I'm going to open up to them. Mm. I can't tell you how much they grew, how mm. much the energy that came through me got it got bigger and bigger and bigger. And that is when, which was the most beautiful part of all of this, was that um, I was with a client and I was helping her on so many levels. And then all of a sudden I said to her, I just felt, I can't describe it in any other way that I felt my throat open up. And I said to her, bearing in mind, I'd never, I'd not sung for probably 12 or 13 years mm. because of my singing experience. I said, I'm going to start singing. I need to start singing around you because this, 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 this sound, this vibration is going to help you. And all of a sudden I just sang around her and it was the most beautiful experience she was in tears I was in tears and I said and I I remember finishing that session going that is why I had to learn to sing it wasn't Mm. to become an opera Mm. singer it wasn't to be on the stage singing arias it was to be this vehicle for healing and sound and vibration to help people on a much bigger level Mm. I didn't and and everything at that moment made sense and it was because I decided to put my purpose above my fear and go I'm not going to be scared anymore and and then my voice opened back up again and I wasn't scared of what this what previously I was used to be scared of what I would sound like and what people would say and I no longer had that fear I was like because it wasn't about me anymore it was about helping others mm. and that's my voice has just opened back up in the right mm. and, and, and beautiful way it, it's fascinating, and you can you can feel that when when I'm talking to you and listening to you, and um and I'm sure this would resonate with so many people that if they can put their purpose ahead of fear, they will feel like they've opened back up again, that they've got that purpose because so many people hit midlife and they feel like they've lost their purpose. You know, they're in that fixed mindset, aren't they? Of oh well, this is it, this is my lot. And, yes. and what, what we're saying is, so this isn't, this isn't your lot. This is about putting your purpose ahead of your fear and realizing that this is the start. And, and I'm very passionate about saying, no, you're not going to go into the shadows. This is your time to jump into the, jump into the limelight and use all of that experience that you've gained over, over the decades to, to become yes. the person living the purpose that you, you're entitled to and deserve. Yes. Because what does that show the younger generation? You know, what does that show your children? You know, I, my daughter sees me now, like, she doesn't really get what I do. She just thinks mommy makes weird sounds. <laughs> she thinks it's she's, uh, But she sees me being myself, mm. being happy, doing what I'm meant to be doing. And what an inspiration that is for her mm. to see that rather than, than dimming my light and just and, 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 and hiding away. Yeah, and kind of quitting on yourself, really. 
you know, making, making do, making do. Yeah. Yeah. And I've heard so many people have those conversations. Well, this is just what happens. Yeah. This is it. You get married. That's Mm. life. That's a lot. That's a lot. What more do you want? Yeah. And I just think, oh, that's so sad. Yeah. That is so not being formidable over 40. And this is what we want. (laughs) We want formidable over 40, don't we? Formidable over 40. So if, um, we, we, you chatted about your daughter and um, obviously you, you've got your family, you've got your business. What what does a, yes. a, a, your everyday, I mean, you, mm-hmm. I'm sure your days are, are varied in, in doing what you do, but what what does a day in Rachel's world look like? You know, I decided, like another thing, I decided when I turned 40 that, that I was going to make changes and I was going to make time for myself Mm. because if I was going to change the only person who was going to do that was me I couldn't wait for someone else to come in and sort my life out for me so I did I made changes back then where I was going to do things that made sure that my energy was in the best way that it could be so that I could have my cup filled Mm. most of the time which meant I was serving I was showing up much more happy and much more content so my day now involves me getting up and I do this every day I meditate Mm. and you know it took me a while to get into this but I give myself half an hour 45 minutes that is my time to clear my energy to clear my mind to really get in a place where um, I'm 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 not just jumping out of bed Mm. and and getting on with my day which a lot of people they they get up they get on that that hamster wheel, don't they? Mm. My my hamster wheel. My I don't have a hamster wheel. I I get up and I meditate. I will exercise. Um, so I make sure that my energy is in the best place it can be every day. Mm. So that that is always my morning. And then then it just depends. You know, I do take obviously I have Annie to take care of, but and then I will see clients. I will work on my business. But each day is very different. But mm. I make sure that the person at the top is me. And I realized from that I am not being selfish because actually once I can then serve so much better if I'm in a good place, I can take care of my daughter. I can, you know, be a great wife, you know, be here at home, serve my clients, serve in the way I'm meant to because my energy is in a good place. And there'll be many people who'll say, oh, well, that's very well and good, but I haven't got time. How often do we hear that? Oh, I haven't got yeah. time. They always say, if you want something doing, ask a busy person. What What mm. would you do? Have you got any tips on, on how to create time for yourself? For anyone yes. who might say, well, I haven't got time for a morning routine. What would you say to that? I, I would say that, and, and I hope this isn't going to jar some people, I would say that, and I don't want this to come in the wrong way mm. because I feel you can always make time. If, if we really want to, if we really want to make the time and look at ourselves and make a difference, you will find the time, even if it's only five minutes. I bet there is five minutes in your day that you can find for yourself. I'm, I'm sure we, many of us spend five, 10 minutes very often scrolling through our phone or social media or doing things do, doing things that aren't really uh, that, that aren't necessarily moving us forwards and so I, I really feel like if you really want to make that time for yourself mm. even if it's just five minutes you can find a time in your day it doesn't have to be in the morning mm. it could be at lunchtime it could be in the evening for me it is the morning but it doesn't have to be um, and even if that's just five minutes of having a cup of tea and sitting in silence with yourself 
that is a great place to start. Mm, yeah, absolutely. In terms of the, the she shakes the world, because um, I, yeah. I don't want to, to to lose this. What what I want to really know is what's next for mm. she shakes the world because you've got so much going on and you've got you you. I know how passionate you are because I had the pleasure of joining you on your podcast and mm. and we chatted about this yes. at length. What what is the 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 goal and your ambition for for she shakes the world? Yes. It's a really good question. And I, I, when I sat down and wrote about it and really thought about it, it was like, actually, this is, this is going to be something that is going to be a global mission where, you know, people, women all across the world are going to take part in this and really, you know, they, I want there to be summits. I want there to be retreats. I want there to be lots of, you know, group programs that people can join in at different levels to really, to really be able to find somewhere, somewhere supportive where they can, where they can, get their cups filled but also realize and step into whatever purpose it is that they have however big or small that is and when I and when I fell into that that felt quite overwhelming for me to think gosh how am I going to lead all this mission which is how I where so I started where I was and I started with okay let's begin with an interview series which is how we met and how you Mm. came onto it it was like okay I'm going to begin with this interview series because this is a way of me taking that first step and I think sometimes we don't even always need to know how we're going to get to that bigger picture. All we need to do is take that first step. So the first step for me was the interview series, which is which is what I have now begun. Mm. Um, the next thing that I am stepping into is actually right now what I felt what what I felt going on around as the time we're recording this is there's a lot of fear around at the moment. There's a lot of anxiety around. A lot of and there's a lot of scarcity that's mm. being sort of projected in the media, isn't there? That mm. things are running out, yeah. things are expensive. There's a lot of there's a lot of scarcity mentality being projected out there. And I wanted to remind people that actually you can rise above that. You can rise above this trauma. You can rise above this fear. So what I'm being led to create now is a program that is helping people. It's called 90 Days of Abundance, yeah. and actually it's helping people to really let go of any fear and any anxieties they have around around money and around wealth and around abundance at the moment and mm. rise and rise above that so that's the next program that I'm creating to help people really go actually yes this might be going on but actually abundance is limitless mm. the the amount that is available to me is limitless mm. and I'm I'm not going to allow myself to get drawn into the fear get drawn into the trauma get drawn into the anxiety I'm going to rise above that and that's the next step for She Shakes the World is to help women or men, you know, rise above this level of fear that is around and get into a much more of a flow state so they, they can allow uh, the, the abundance they need to flow through them. They can fulfill their purpose. They can step into it because they're not getting drawn into the, the trauma that's going on in the world at the moment. And it has been incredibly turbulent, hasn't it, over certainly it over the last few years. And I think people's energy yes. levels, which you'll surely pick up on, are waning. Yeah. You know, and, and and every time you put the news on, there's another call to yes. wane and drain your energy yes. levels, isn't there? And what can yes. people do? Because you know, say say people haven't got access to you. What can they do yes. to protect their energy levels or to mm-hmm. to try and increase their energy levels when there is so much negativity around at the moment? Are there any yes. little little yeah. hints and tips and little wins that they can do? Yeah. So for me, the first thing that I did was 
I turned off the television. Mm. I don't watch the news. I don't, I actually don't engage in it. Yes, if there's something, I know what's like, I can, I, if I need to know what's going on, it's very easy to find out what's going on. But I haven't watched the news. I haven't sat down to watch it probably for over 10 years mm. because who's ever come off the news and felt good? Like from watching it, it's so I, I don't engage in, I see it going on, but I don't engage in it. So I don't really read the headlines. I don't read the newspaper. That's not because I'm not interested in going on. It's just that it doesn't fill my cup and Mm -hmm. it doesn't keep my energy high. So definitely, if you can stop engaging so much in the news or watching it, that's going to, that will immediately help your anxiety levels. Mm. Um, Simple things like, I know this may sound really simple, but for me, it's fresh air. It's Mm. getting out in nature. I, I get out, I get outside every single day. You know, I have, I'm able to walk the dog, but you don't need to have a dog. You mm. just need to be able to go outside, breathe in the fresh air and get in touch with nature. And um, that is a really, you know, just even, I remember you saying you used to go for a lot mm. of, you, you walk a yeah. lot. And yeah. I think that make a massive difference. Mm. So exercise, fresh air. And um, even if you're not able to, for me, like I said, it was meditation. And even if you're thinking, oh, how do I even begin to meditate? Where do I even start? Mm. There are so many apps, you know, things out there now that you can just maybe even if you just give yourself five minutes, you can put on a guided meditation that will take you into some gentle breathing exercises that will allow you just that time to get out of your head Mm. and, and into a more of a, a, present moment I suppose Mm. and get you out of 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 all the noise that's going on in your head Mm. so just finding an app or a meditation that you can listen to for five or ten minutes a day will also make a difference Mm. excellent advice unfortunately we're coming towards the end now of of this of this uh, podcast it's been an absolute joy uh, learning all about your journey and and your story I always like to ask my guests if they can pay forward some advice. So if we can imagine there could be many midlife women sat here at a crossroads thinking, oh, this is all very well and good, but I just feel so stuck. I don't know what Mm -hmm. to do, you know, and, and on the outside, they look like they've got it all. And therefore, they're thinking, I shouldn't feel ungrateful and, and blah, 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 you know, and, and that makes it even worse when they, when they appear to have it all, but they just can't make sense of it all inside. What would be the, the, the advice that you could pay for to help them get unstuck and find their happy, find their purpose? Okay. So first of all, what I would say was to just be okay with where you are to Mm. accept that this is where I am and that I'm going to be and and just to accept that that is where you are rather than trying to fight it or analyze it just go do you know what this is where I am this is how I'm feeling and that's okay Mm. because sometimes we can feel guilty about feeling all these different things and actually just to accept this is where I am this is how I'm feeling and it's okay and then from that what I would what I would recommend is for you to really go actually I am worth doing some I am actually I, I am worthy and I'm actually going to I'm actually going to do something about this because at the end of the day they are the you are the only person who can do something about it so to make that decision to actually make that decision that I am going to put myself first I am I am not going to be worrying about 
not that you don't worry about your family or children or whatever it is that's going on, but if you can decide that you are going to put yourself at the top of your to-do list and make yourself a priority in whatever way that is, whether that's you go to a yoga class once a week, whether that's you meet up with friends more regularly, whether that's you um, decide that you're going to exercise more, you're going to take more care of what you're putting in your body, you're going to start drinking less, whatever advice is that you maybe have, maybe is that you realize that you spend too much time on social media or you spend, maybe you're drinking every night and it's maybe not what you feel like you ought to be doing if you can decide that actually i'm going to put myself first mm. commit to change mm. commit to change mm. commit you've got to make the commitment mm. it's very easy to make that decision but actually and, and remember that you made that decision because it's very easy to be excited in the moment of making that decision but the commitment is remembering that you made that decision maybe a week or so later when you start dipping back down again, going, oh, actually, maybe I will have that drink. Or oh, actually, maybe I, won't, maybe I won't go to that gym class mm. I said I was going to. Or maybe I'll stop meditating. I can't be bothered. It's to remember that commitment that you made to yourself. When you made that decision to change is to remember, oh, oh yes, I made that commitment to myself. And to, to value yourself enough to go, and I'm going, even in those dark times, even in those difficult times, I am going to remember that commitment that I made to myself. Mm. And that's what will get you through because it's very easy to drop yourself, to, 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 fall, to fall back down into the ruts that we have. It's very easy to fall back into the rut. And you've got, you've got to have momentum to get out of that rut and to remember that you made that decision to commit to yourself. I always remember that I made that decision to commit to myself. And that's what keeps me going if I have a difficult time, if I have a difficult day. But mm. I committed to myself and I'm committed to my purpose. I'm committed to making change. I want change. That That is what I would say. Mm. Absolutely. And you're committed to creating yeah. the future that you deserve because that's yeah. the other thing is yeah. remembering that you deserve to be happy and to Absolutely. find your purpose too. Yeah. So that's yeah. a, a wonderful note to 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 end on. Mm. Um, what what we must do is guide anybody who wants to know more about you and she shakes the world mm. to where where can they find out about you? So they can find out about me at my website, which is rachelwaits.com. Uh, there is a link there to She Shakes the World. And if they just want to sign up to the interview series to get all the interviews that I've, that I've had, you know, they can sign up there um, and, and they can find so they can they can find everything that they need to on my website and get in touch with me through there. That's absolutely fantastic. But so I must thank our listeners for listening to the Formidable Over 40 podcast. And thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us and sharing your wonderful advice and your story and your journey. And you can find out more information about the things we've discussed on this episode in the show notes. Um, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss out on future episodes. And please do share this podcast with anybody who you think may enjoy it or needs to hear it. So thank you ever so much, Rachel. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Sarah. Thank you. <laughs>